This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to the Female Orgasm Podcast, created by the Welcomed Consensus, where we explore the potential of female orgasm, more pleasure, and a better sex life for both men and women. Listen, learn, and be inspired by the innovative research and revealing insights into friendship through female orgasm. In this episode, Sherry and Rebecca are guests on Veronica Monet's talk radio show, the shame-free zone. They discuss the making of the Welcome Consensus DVD titled A Guide to Your Orgasm. Welcome to the shame-free zone with Veronica Monet, your friendly former sex worker and certified sexologist. The shame-free zone is a safe place for your questions and your secrets about all things sexual. Welcome to the Shame-Free Zone. This is your host, Veronica Monet. Joining me this evening is Sherry Testerman and Rebecca. They're both from the Welcomed Consensus. Now, I only recently heard about the Welcomed Consensus, but I'm finding it quite intriguing. They've actually been um, demonstrating, doing public demonstrations of uh, women experiencing one-hour orgasm since 1992. So um, that's, uh, they've been around for quite some time. You can actually visit the website, www.welcomed.com. We've got a special event going on this evening. Um, they're actually going to be giving away 10 free copies of their brand-new DVD, which is entitled A Guide to Your Orgasm, uh, to the first 10 people who go to the welcomed.com website and fill out a contact form with your request for a free video. So that's pretty cool. Um, uh, tell, let me tell you just a little bit about Sherry Testerman. She's a sensual researcher and a sex educator. And um, she's one of the founding members of the Welcomed Consensus. She spent the last 21 years teaching men and women about orgasm, friendship, and how to live a rich and gratifying life. And Rebecca is a graduate of San Francisco State University. She's been a student and a researcher of sensuality with welcomed uh, consensus since 1999. And she's passionate and dedicated to spreading this information to others who want to have more pleasurable and gratifying lives. These are two very uh, intelligent and uplifting women, and I'm really proud to bring them into the shame-free zone. Rebecca and Sherry, welcome. Thank you. Good to have you guys. Where is Welcomed Consensus located? Um, well, actually, in both locations. We teach in San Francisco, and we also teach in Northern California. We do our retreats and our upper-level courses in the Northern California area, pretty close to the Oregon border. Gorgeous up there. It is beautiful up there. Do you go up into Ashland at all? We do, actually. We do. Yeah. 
And I'm, I'm looking at uh, the home home page on your website, which again is welcomed.com. That's it's a beautiful page. You've got quite a few videos on here. I see lots of healthy, smiling faces, um, and and I think that it really speaks to what the whole idea about um, leading a <coughs> pleasure-based orgasmic life is about. But uh, Sherry, I wonder, could you speak to that a little bit? Like, why is this even important? You know, it's, uh, for some people, it's just fodder for jokes. I, I don't think they would think it would be something you'd want to study or or um, make a daily practice. But can you tell us a little bit about your perspective on that? Are you speaking of um, sexuality, sex? Is that... uh, orgasm, specifically about <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> well, you know, people don't tell the truth about how how much they are interested in orgasm. And, you know, people do make jokes about it, but they um, they are still thinking about it. I mean, we're all sensual sexual beings, and orgasm is part of our nature. And if asked, you know, if you asked anyone, if you could have a better orgasm or you could have a gratifying orgasm and that was available to you, would you like that? I think right. everybody would say yes, they would. And and it is available for anyone and everyone. I mean, it's really just about having training, having information, being educated. Because as as you well know, we are lacking in sexual education in this country and in many other countries too, just worldwide. So educating people on just some of the basics of sex and orgasm it it is really um ex- quite expanding and you know people can everyone can be or- orgasmic and have a sex life and a relationship with their partner that continually gets better and better and is more and more fun and i think that's a, a really misunderstood fact and as a sexologist that my clients, I'm often struck with by how many people think, well, it's, it's downhill from here because I'm getting older, <laughs> or, or we've known each other for 20 years, so what do you expect? Of course, it's going to be boring. And it's, it's really sad to me because uh, I do believe that sex is meant to be a journey. And, and, right, um, right. And, you know, it's like anything else in life. If you are reaching a point where you're feeling bored or things are not working as well as they used to, usually an invitation from the universe to grow, change, and, you know, uh, move into something new, even if that's just a state of mind or a Mm -hmm. level of intimacy or something like that. Right, absolutely. Rebecca, what role do you think orgasm plays? Why is this something that you're wanting to study or that you've devoted so much time to, um, because you're a researcher of sensuality, what pertinence does that have to um, life in our modern age? I thought both of you made very good points about it, and in particular that people do think about it all the time, and it, it really is so entwined with human happiness to have that connection with another human being um, in a pleasurable way, and, and that's really the most pleasurable way that you can you can experience your body is 
orgasm, you know, and you can feel feel that in even when you're not having sensual activity, you can feel that orgasm in your body, you can feel it in your relationships with other people. And I mean, for me, as I've uh, expanded my orgasm and studying this, it's been a path for me for having everything in my life get better, my relationships get better, and my being more of a more happy person. And when I'm a happier person, everything goes better. I'm more productive. I do everything better, you know. I can, I can think better. <laughs> Absolutely. But, and, and, and it's also a, a great adjunct to, to um, being healthy. I mean, I, I think people... Oh, yes, um, I agree. I totally agree with that. I mean, one of the things that we experience is that hardly any of us get sick or you know, those kind of things break down. And I think a lot of the times I can feel at times when my body has that orgasm flowing through it. It's like I can feel, it just feels healthy. It feels good. I just know it's good for me. And um, I can feel, you know, it's like there have been times where, say, I've taken a trip and, you know, I just haven't had my attention on having that orgasm, I can feel the difference in my body. And I, I just, I really believe that it does add to your health. And, yeah. Absolutely. You know, one of the things when I go over to welcome.com, I notice all these bright, smiling faces. I think people who are having a vibrant sexual life have a twinkle in their eyes. They just, and they carry themselves different. Um, you know, more alert more buoyant, you know, there's just, there's life. Right, the vitality. Mm-hmm. Yes, vitality, verve, um, joy for life, um, an engagement um, and connection to everything that's going on. And I think it really can have some profound effects on um, creativity, too. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. I'm wondering, uh, Sherry, at Welcomed Consensus, the, the kind of research that one does when being um, a sensual researcher, can, can you explain that? Um, what exactly are we talking about here? Well, that's a very good question. And um, when we started this, like over 20 years ago, a group of friends that had uh, common goals, we wanted to... Um, we wanted to like make the most out of our experience in life and we felt that life was to be celebrated and really to extract the most pleasure from every component of it and so we asked ourselves well what does that really mean and and how does one do that and so we started with talking to each other and so this is a group of men and women both the dynamic of um, men and women and talking to each other and and telling the truth. And that became one of our um, basic foundations of our relationships with each other was the willingness to tell each other the truth. And so it started from there of a woman, me, you know, talking to my friend, a man, and telling them the truth, which was something I had never done before. And then in turn, he was telling me the truth. And then we were telling each other the truth and building from there. And, and um, 
we were doing each other, the deliberate orgasm, where two people put their attention on one person's body for the optimum amount of sensation, you know, by agreement. And from there, that opened up a whole new world and arena of what orgasm is. So we began to research orgasm and experience it in different ways in our bodies than we had ever imagined before. And that leads into, well, then you experience your world more centrally, like food becomes, takes a different um, gratification. You know, you just automatically slow down and you're taking in your senses easier, more readily. You want to because we were experiencing gratification from our friendships with each other and gratification in our sex life and communicating a lot. And, 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 it, and it's been a ride, you know. I mean, of course, there's the highs and there's the lows, and, but that is life, you know, the, the range of experience. And we would discuss all kinds of things through, you know, these 20 years, like what, what does this mean? What does that mean? And just, you know, slowing down and taking pause and considering things, and not just taking what society says as the way things are you know, automatic, sure. like that. And, and, I, and what do you think society does tell us about orgasm and pleasure? <laughs> well, first that you have to pay for your pleasure. And, um, and when you, you say pay, are you talking about prostitution or about being... Uh, no, no, like you have to work... To hell? <laughs> you have to... Uh, well, first you have to, you know, it's the whole... Um, you know, Puritan ethic, you know, you have to work five days a week. You have to work 40 hours a, a week. Um, you have to work, what, until you're, even the retirement age just changed to what, you're 65, 70, and then, then you get to retire and do all the things that you think you want to do or those, those kind of ideas, you know. Right. Then you get the weekend off, and then you can have fun on the weekend, but most people are so tired that, and, and it's so geared to production that a lot of people really don't have the skills and the know-how to, to have fun, to really have fun. And when it comes to orgasm, I think that um, what is shown, where people get their information it's really limited because where do most people get their information from when it comes to sex and orgasm? They get it from the movies or porn, and you know, and that is misleading. You know, and that brings up an interesting um, um, question. I know that you, Welcomed dot com, actually produces explicit. Uh, DVD. So the one that you're going to be giving away is explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you differentiate that um, between, uh, you know, what you produce and, and porn? And and uh, first, I'm going to ask you, and and then um, and then also Rebecca, I want to hear what you have to think about it. Your question is. Say your question again, Veronica. What's the difference between the explicit DVDs that Welcome.com produces and porn? Oh, I see. Okay. Um, well, it's huge, and what we show in our DVDs 
Well, we, we have 13 DVDs. So we, we have a series of female masturbation videos. And then we have videos on the deliberate orgasm technique. And then we break that down into different um, parts of deliberate orgasm. There's one that's fo- focused on communication, um, another on how to peaking and expanding orgasm, and so on and so on. I could go on for that for a long time, explaining it. But what it shows, like in our female masturbation, the one that Rebecca just made, it shows a real woman having a real orgasm. She demonstrates her sensuality, and she shows how she produces and creates orgasm in her body. And it's quite, um, quite intimate and quite candid, and, and it, it's really beautiful. And in the doing series, it shows a man stimulating a woman's clitoris and producing orgasm in her body. And it educates men on how to produce that orgasm in a woman's body, and it educates women in how they can have that kind of orgasm where it's... It's quite different than the traditional model of what people think about orgasm, where it's like Masters and Johnson's, you know, six to eight or nine contractions, and it lasts just a few moments, and it's over. Mm. But with deliberate orgasm, you can create extended orgasm, where it can last a minute, three minutes, or an hour. And this is, um, I would think this is pretty controversial, because... um, you know, Masters and Johnson did say that orgasms last, last all of eight seconds. So do we think that this is really one long orgasm, or is this like multiple orgasms? That's a good question. It's, a, it's an orgasm with peaks. So it starts out when the focus is on, you know, on relaxing, because the more a person re- relaxes during orgasm, the more that they can feel. Yeah. So when a man is stimulating a woman's clitoris, the, the most sensitive part of her body, um, with his fingers digitally, he is quite a, he can learn to be quite adept to produce an orgasm in her body, where he can just bring her up and creating this beautiful sensation and bringing her up and creating these peaks and then bring her down and peak her back up and and an, and a female orgasm can take many shapes and forms and it is the potential of the female orgasm is way beyond what anybody has imagined but the really cool thing about it is once you start doing the doing technique and you have that kind of orgasm you really feel the naturalness of it like wow this is so fun and with really learning the basics Women can expand their orgasm way beyond anything they have ever imagined. They've ever, you know, been educated to hear. And, and the really fun part about it for men is men can learn to produce an orgasm in a woman's body at any time. He could have that kind of skill and knowledge to be able to, he knows he's giving his woman an orgasm. Undeniably, he knows. And, and that is so fun for men to to win that way with women. And do you think it's possible for men to have um, an, an extended orgasm? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And is that something that you teach at Welcomed? I mean, you know, are, and, and if so, how would men achieve that? 
Well, it, it goes what I described to you in the last question. It's the female, what we define as the female model of orgasm. Traditionally, what we, people experience is, to use the word, a male model of orgasm where um, there's the build-up, the build-up, the build-up, and then the ejaculation, and it's over, right? And right. people know the sex act is over because the man ejaculated. Well, that is a model of orgasm, but with the female model of orgasm, as I was describing, it has um, peaks, so it builds and it builds and meanders and it goes to go to really high places and you can come down and and a woman can create that type of orgasm in a man's body by manually stimulating him and and that's really an untapped reservoir too of what how men can experience orgasm it can it's the potential is so much bigger than than the traditional model that is so prevalent now. Absolutely. I think um, it isn't one of the keys to this, uh, like breathing through it so that you aren't holding your breath and kind of... Right, that is part of it. Relaxation is key. Relaxation is definitely key. And so, yes, sometimes it is good to, you know, you do to keep your breathing just relaxed and normal so that the energy can move through your body that way. i got to admit, I'm I'm still tracking you guys' voices here. So you're Sherry, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I want to make sure we bring Rebecca in here. Rebecca, um, um, what's your take on the difference between the explicit DVD, which which you appear in, uh, and uh, I don't know if you would say that you are being, if it's a documentary or if you'd actually say that you're performing, I don't know what terminology you're comfortable with, but if you could give us a little idea of what it's like to be in a DVD like this and and how you differentiate that with porn, if you do, and, and just, you know, a little bit about your philosophy about it, that'd be great. Yes. I got oh. the gist of your question was how does what this video, what's in this video and its explicit nature differ from porn if I do differentiate it from porn. Yes, exactly. And and, and then um, and then also what, what's it like to be in a video like that? Well, uh, okay. I do differentiate it from porn, but for me what it is, it was intention, my intention of what I wanted to express in this video. When I was making this video with the welcome consensus, I really was, I had one person that I know, woman that I know, in my mind, that I just thought, if I reach one person like her and it makes a difference in her life, like this information made a difference in my life, it would it would be profound. It would even just one woman, it could change her life because I know for myself, learning about these viewpoints and these ideas that expanded my orgasm really made my life so much better in every way and my experience of living so much brighter when you're talking about that that vibrancy and that sparkle in a person's eye I, I feel like that is I got that out of this information I, I experience life 
my life so much more, with so much more pleasure and so much more fun and so much more vigor and just, it just is so, everything is brighter because um, of these viewpoints and how they've changed my life. I wouldn't call it pornography because I don't think that the intention, that's the intention, you know, my, and yes, it is very explicit. I do, I do masturbate and I, I also describe in it the things that I'm experiencing and the ideas that had this orgasm be expansive in this way. And it does have peaks and it, it does go beyond what I ever experienced before learning about deliberate orgasm. In this video, you can really see how um, it, goes, it goes past those places where someone would normally define, okay, this is, this is like a, an orgasm. I can, I can go past what I would have previously had in, in that way as an orgasm. It's like, it's more expansive. Uh-huh. Because of the viewpoints behind it. Right. Right. And so And what was the second part of your question? I well what's it like what's it like to be in a, a video like this? Do you have any embarrassment? Are you afraid that somebody in your family might see it or are you a real free spirit? I'm just wondering what your personal experience of it is. You know, um, I really can't I really can't worry about what other people might have, you know, might think about it. Like the person I'm thinking about is a person out there who could have their life get better the way that mine did. You know, yeah. that woman that I, I thought about when I was making this video and things that she could learn to expand her life and her orgasm and make it that much better. That's That's the person I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about you know, the naysayers or whatever. Yes, right. You know, there are there are gonna be those people and that's that's fine. That's that's part of life. But I'm thinking about the woman who uh wants her life to get better or the man who wa- wants their life to get better. So you're really wanting to um to shift things, I would think, you know, help people. That's that's one thing. Is there is there anything about it that's um, just maybe fun to be in front of the camera? Or yeah, I mean, this thing was so much fun to make. There's and it was fun all the way through. For and it's still fun talking to you now. Good. <laughs> Glad to hear more it. More and more fun, actually. Um, I very much enjoyed the uh, making of it, and I felt like that day, I mean, I thought about it for a long time, really, before I ever got on that camera, and I thought about all of the things that really made my life better out of deliberate orgasm and masturbating with this technique, and when I got on that camera, it I was I had so much energy in my body. It was like it was intense right from the very beginning and so it was so much it was a great orgasm. I had so much fun. Ah! <laughs> it was just fun fun doing it and knowing, you know, there are people who are gonna be out there, they were gonna feel that, you know, those good feelings and it, you know, that just added to the sensation that I felt. 
Well, okay. So, so you have no shame. That's what I hear. You have no shame. <laughs> And that's great, since this is the shame-free zone. So well, the, um, beauty, the, the beauty of the the of as Becca, Rebecca was describing that um, so now a woman viewing that and seeing her feeling feeling free in her sexuality and um, exploring her sensuality, we would hope that it would inspire her to go into her own bedroom and want to explore her own sensuality further and, and feel right about it. Get that validation that it's right, it's good, it's fun. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to talk about that uh, just a little bit more in a minute here. I want to make sure the listeners know yeah, sign up for the newsletter, and, and that website, again, is welcomed.com. That's welcomed.com. And if you have any questions for either Sherry Testerman or Rebecca, who are both from welcomed.com, and talking to us tonight about the um, deliberate orgasm, which we're going to be talking about more here, call in. Call in and um, ask any questions. So, um, Rebecca... What what exactly is a deliberate orgasm, and um, how do you make one happen? I mean, what's what's the, there's a, there's a lot of terminology out there, you know. There's multiple orgasm and female ejaculation and something called oming that I became acquainted with through Nicole Dedon's, uh One Taste, and I'm just wondering, is this something similar? Is this you know, along those same lines, is it totally different? How how would you position the deliberate orgasm um, in in the world of sex, where there's so many different techniques and names? Sherry, you want to do you want to start with that? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll Sherry. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a big question. You've got a lot of pieces in there um, to it. Well, deliberate orgasm is by agreement, two people put their attention on one person's body for the optimum amount of pleasure. Deliberate orgasm is also called doing. We spell that capital D, capital O, and then I-N-G. And it's doing a woman or, or doing a man. And with deliberate orgasm, it's not, it's not only a technique. It's also a body of information, a body of information on living a pleasurable life. And living a pleasurable life is being pleasured by it, being pleasured by your relationships, pleasured by your partner, your children, your friends, being pleasured by your day-to-day choices, and living a gratified life. And... It's a simple technique to learn, and when a person does learn and practice the deliberate orgasm technique, they will be astounded to to what they're going to be able to feel on their bodies. You know, for a man, to, the kind of orgasm he'll be able to produce in a woman's body, and it's going to shed a whole new, redefine orgasm for women to to their potential of what they can feel in their bodies. 
What was the other part of the question? So that. Well, it, you know, also just how does how is this different, or is it different from oming, um, which uh, Nicole Dedon introduced at one taste, or or even um, multiple orgasmic techniques? Just wondering if if it is different or just a different approach. Well, oming oming is is different. It's um, orgasmic meditation. It's similar and it's different. Nicole uh, Dedon, she took. She lived with us for a period of time, and she took most of our courses, most all of them, and she uh, engaged in our upper-level course and training to orgasm. She learned about her own potential of orgasm with us, and her and Robert Kandel decided they wanted to create their own organization, and they formed uh, One Taste. Okay. And Ken Blackman, one of their main teachers, he lived with us for a long time. I like, gosh, over 12 years or so. And um, he's highly trained in the deliberate orgasm technique. Um, And so they formed One Taste, and they do their, their... and it's called orgasmic meditation. And it's great because the more people that learn about the doing technique, the better for all of us. But, you know, the more it gets out there, the better. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And I could could say from my own perspective um, that I was very interested in before... I found the welcome consensus and deliberate orgasm. I was very interested in learning many different things, and I I searched around some of the various techniques you mentioned. And I just know when I I found out about deliberate orgasm, I experienced my first deliberate orgasm. It just I knew that was that was the direction I wanted to go. That was it felt better than anything I'd ever experienced before. And so, you know, some of those things I'm not as familiar with that you mentioned, and some of them I've I've looked into. But I can tell you that was my experience. I had I had a due date, and I thought this is this is for me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, is there a community at Welcomed? Um, yes, we do have a community. We have a pretty pretty wide community down here in um, San Francisco in the Bay Area. Right. And we've had students from all around the world take courses, and we keep in contact with them. So and we definitely so, believe in so community. So how can people um, – you've got online classes uh, and retreats. Uh, you've got basic sensuality courses, advanced sensuality courses. So I, I guess anybody can apply or – Absolutely. Fabulous. And then um, your retreats, what are some of the usual destinations for that? Or Where, where are the retreats? Uh-huh. Uh, in Northern California, it's um, about 25 miles from the Oregon border. Uh, we have the Sensuality Retreat as our basic retreat, and that's a three-day course. It has the Common Sensuality course, which has our base philosophy. It's 
a two-day lecture discussion, and then we do um, the observation of intense coming course, where that's a demonstration of a woman in orgasm for an hour. Mm. And the students arrive a bit early, so sometimes they're there for four days, and meals and accommodations are provided, and it's quite serene setting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the, um, the website here. It says it's a Madrone Ranch. Um, mm-hmm. and it's lo- located within the Sisisku Mountain. Um, it looks like it's very peaceful, and apparently it's about an uh, hour and a half south of um, Medford, Oregon. So six, right. six hours yeah, north of San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. So some, at times students drive, depending on you know where they're coming from, and right. then most fly into the Medford Airport. And are, are these co-ed? It looks like you have one that's just for women, but... Right, but most are any and everyone, you know, whether a couple wants to come together or it's a single woman or a single man. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very nice. How, how many people do you usually have at the workshops? It, it varies. Um, some of the retreats are quite private, and that's the way the students prefer them. I bet. And then some of our courses... You know, they can have up to 20 people in them. Because we do a communication course, which actually we're doing a communication course this weekend in San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> and that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, now what happens in a communication workshop? Well, in the communication uh, course, we break down the fundamentals of communication and build them back up. And so there's lecture and discussion and then exercises that students do to experience the, um, the communication as we break it down and build it back up. And, you know, and as you well know, communication is a big component of people, of our lives, of our sex lives, in our relationships. And so the goal being to, to develop one's communication skills so that they can effectively and efficiently communicate with anyone, anywhere, anytime, and get what they want. So it's fun. It's, it's really so fun, too. I, I love teaching <laughs> this course. <laughs> and now, now, you said that's this weekend? Yes. In the, this weekend. In Does it go for one day, two days? Two days, Saturday and Sunday. Two days. Okay. And, uh, and is that, is, it must be on your event calendar, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. What other things are, how are you guys um, publicizing the DVD? Are you um, going on talk shows or besides radio talk shows? <laughs> <laughs> no um, way, huh? <laughs> uh, well, our website and, gosh, Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usuals. We're on Amazon. Female orgasm on a talk show. That would be fun. Let's do it. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be great? It's so, it's, it's so time for that. I mean, it is. Oprah did a whole program about how women are not having orgasms and, and how they're faking it. Wouldn't it be great uh-huh. if she then brought on the experts like yourselves to talk about how women can have orgasms? Yeah. Wouldn't right. that be something? That would be. I think the closest she gets to that is when she brings on Dr. Laura Berman, who a couple of years ago recommended mothers buy all their daughters vibrators, which I thought was awesome. But <laughs> oh, it's, 
Speaking of vibrators, um, do either one of you have opinions about what, whether or not vibrators are good or bad or a plus or a minus for women's orgasmic response? We can, you know, we can definitely understand why women use them because they want to get off and they want their bodies taken care of. And, but a vibrator will numb your genitals. It will numb your clitoris. I mean, there's 8,000 nerve endings concentrated on the head of, your, of a woman's clitoris. And, you know, to put a vibrator there, over time, it, it, it is numbing. It's desensitizing. You take that same woman, and if she could experience deliberate orgasm, if she could experience doing, she will be astounded to the kind of orgasm that she could feel in her body, and she will toss out the vibrator. Hmm. So is that what's happened for the two of you? Have you tossed out your vibrators? I never had one. Ah. I, you know, I have a similar story like Rebecca. You know, I... When I had my first due date, uh, gosh, maybe 25 years ago, I had a fun sex life. I liked sex. I was fun. had orgasms. And um, anyway, I, a friend of mine had learned about doing, and he did me. And I was like, oh, my, wow, this is fun. Can we do it again? And I've been doing it ever since. And... You know, to the question you asked in the earlier part of the show about um, relationships and becoming kind of stale, kind of stagnant, you're with a partner for 20 years, you love each other, but things are a little stagnant. But through deliberate orgasm, you can create a sex life that does get better and better. And it's that, that has been my experience. I can speak firsthand. I've been doing this for over 25 years, and... My orgasm has just continually gotten better. Hmm. And, so, you know, through a lot of communicating. I mean, it's just, it's not magical. It's through being deliberate and, and communicating is a big part of that. Um, but we, you know, we teach people the, the techniques and the, the viewpoints that will carry them through that, through having fun, gratifying sex life and relationship so um what about um what about watching porn do you guys have any opinions about that do you think that this um can be used in a positive way in relationships or or does it tend to have a net negative effect or do you have an opinion about that well i think it would be easier to judge that if there was more available on the other side i mean porn is a huge industry but look at how you know there's just not a lot of availability and that's you know where we're so passionate about to create that availability that people could view uh, a woman having an orgasm that's not for show, it's not fake, it's not pretend. She's actually with a person that, um, you know, she has a connection with that's producing this orgasm. If that was so readily available, maybe people will be making the choices for that and not porn. Now, do you think that that's an important part of female orgasmic response, that, uh, that the woman has a connection with the person who's, who's providing her with an orgasm or... Or 
is that uh, kind of an old-fashioned approach? No, I don't think it's necessary. It's not necessary for a woman to have an orgasm for her body to have an orgasm. But I got to tell you, as you well know yourself, that it's it's more it's gratifying. You know, to to that's what I one thing that I experienced through deliberate orgasm was my partner. Uh, got, he he got to know me, and to be known is immensely gratifying. So that you don't need the connection in order to physically have an orgasm, uh-huh. but uh, how good it feels and how good it feels in your body and your soul and your being, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rebecca, what about you? What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I I have to agree that um, my friendship with my partner has gotten better. I feel my orgasm gets better when I'm communicating with him, when I feel connected with him, when I we're talking or we feel close, then the things I experience with him sensually are so much greater and, mm-hmm. and more gratifying, so much um more intense in every way and you know it's it's true you don't you don't need to have that connection to have the basic physical response you could he he could without even knowing me produce an orgasm in my body he could know nothing about me could produce an orgasm in my body but just through talking and telling him what i feel and what i want and who i am the connection and the the um the things that I experience are so much greater. And what about uh, sexual fantasy? Um, what role does that play? And, you know, I certainly I've um, talked to people who have sexual fantasies about the person that they're in love with, uh, and I've talked to people who prefer to have fantasies about anonymous strangers while they're having sex with the person they're in love with, which for me seems a little odd, but I'm just wondering... Um, what do you think about fantasy? Does that even come into play with the deliberate orgasm practice? Uh, that is so. Uh, it's so interesting that you bring that up because I just I'm writing an ebook about my experience of um, my journey with sensuality and with orgasm, and I address this in there. And um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that people do. Um, fantasize in their life, and I've I used to have a lot of fantasies that, in, in a way, they were very strange. You know, that's what I thought about them that they were strange. And yeah. <laughs> like you said, you know, somebody fantasizing about a total stranger, right. you know, while they're having sex. Yeah, I used to do that a lot, and and I found that, um, you know. One of the things that I notice is, you know, when I've told my partner about my fantasies, that um, he didn't feel, he didn't think they were strange. He didn't have the same kind of ideas that I had about them. And so it just made me feel better about it. It's like, ah, and then he knew something about me, and it didn't have so much, you know, it didn't feel like the same way seeing it through his eyes, he could just go, oh, okay. <laughs> and then it was fun. You know, it was fun to tell him. And then I wanted to tell him more things that, you know, I fantasized about or that I thought about. It wasn't like necessarily that I wanted to have those experiences. It was just right. things that I, 
I thought I like to think about. <laughs> and uh, and in deliberate orgasm, the, the thing that I notice is that um, when I actually, when I have my attention on what's happening right now is is what is the most sensational thing. And I, it's, you know, fantasy is fun. And when I'm experiencing something, a sensual experience, right now, then that's what I want my mind to be on, and that's the most sensational thing, but it's not, it's not like fantasy is wrong, I, you know, people... So, so you have fantasies, but you also um, like to redirect yourself away from those, so you can really focus on the connection in front of you, or... Well, you know, it's like, it's the communication, it's the talking, you know, as you're having these experiences with another person and even when I'm masturbating when I'm having experiences masturbating I just it's 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 really fun to say what I notice feel what I notice right then and there what what I'm experiencing right now that's where I really expanded um the, the sensation that I can have so you're basically um Practicing being in the moment or present. Yeah, it's, you're being present. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, I'm looking at the clock. I can't believe how late it is already. <laughs> so so uh, this has been a lot of fun, and I want to um, give you an opportunity basically to um, let everybody know how they can get a DVD and and um, sign up for the communication workshop that's taking place this weekend in San Francisco. So, Sherry? Yes. Well, they can go to our website, like you were telling them earlier. It's welcome, with a D, welcome.com, and uh, call us. Your toll-free number is 877-469-8636. That's 877-469-8636. And that's a two-day course, a communication course in San Francisco, which sounds yes. awesome. And, and we encourage people to call and or to write us an email if they have any questions. And you know, as I was saying earlier, we're, we're passionate about our information, and you know, we love to talk about it. And so, any questions or anything that we can offer people, please feel free to contact us. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have, but I really want to thank both uh, Rebecca and Sherry Testerman for doing their part for World Peace. <laughs> I think that's the most Thank you. Well, well, yeah, thank, thank you, Veronica. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> the more orgasms we can create on this planet, I think the uh, less violence we will experience. So I'm all for it. Yeah, we appreciate um, what you do. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's it for now, and I hope that uh, you'll join us next Monday at 9 when we will tackle another sexy topic. Good night from the Shame Free Zone. You've been listening to the Female Orgasm Podcast. Visit www.welcomed.com. to find full transcripts, articles, videos, courses, and more focused on the topic of friendship through female orgasm.